0: Please don't wait till it's too late. Call McIntyre, Elder
1: Law. This is Greg McIntyre. I'm doing a full uh, seminar for you right now, full video seminar, our full webinar style seminar. Uh, This is similar to something that I would give live. I do a lot of speaking engagements. We're going to talk about asset protection. We're going to talk about situations that might happen to affect your assets. We're gonna talk about elder law and estate planning issues from deed planning to trust planning to long-term care insurance. We'll talk about everything right now. This is something I promised that I was gonna do and we're gonna do it for you live right now. So thanks so much for watching and uh, I hope you enjoy. Okay, let's start the estate planning seminar. So as promised, we're gonna do a live estate planning seminar straight from social media today. This is similar to one that I might give in front of a uh, live audience um, at uh, a dinner or something like that. Uh, we give those all the time. So I wanna be able to uh, yeah. seminar. So, give that to you and show it to you. Just had to check to make sure we're up. We are. And I'm Greg McIntyre, the Elder Law Guy, helping seniors protect their assets and legacies. And you're at McIntyre Elder Law's social media page or web page, one or the other, however you got here, or Or perhaps the podcast. If you need more information, go to mcelderlaw.com, mcelderlaw.com. Now, we're going to dive right in today. We're going to talk about deed protection, foundational planning, trust planning, and long term care insurance solutions. We're going to talk about that entire thing. So, are you ready? That's the real question you should be asking yourself. Are you ready for what might come? Are you ready for a tragic accident or healthcare situation? where you might need extensive long-term care that could sacrifice all your assets. Many times, people lose everything they've worked for their entire lives for the last few years of their lives. It's not right, I never liked it, and that's why I'm an elder law attorney. So I'm Greg McIntyre, the elder law guy. Again, helping seniors protect their assets and legacies is our mantra, okay? Um, Has been for a long time, helping seniors protect their assets and legacies. JD MBA—that's uh, Juris Doctorate MBA—that means law degree and um, uh, and uh, Master's of Business Administration. That's just some of my education. I'm an estate planning and elder law attorney. I'm a very proud member of Elder Council down here on the bottom left. Um, and let's see. Let me get a pen here. This is Elder Council. So. Um, very proud member of Elder Council, which is a national group of estate planning and elder law attorneys, and you know that gives me a really deep bench. So it's not just me standing up here; it's uh, it's also others, you know, that uh, that help me uh, answer questions, and I help them with their issues and questions as well. So Elder Council is a great organization. I'm an elder law attorney because I like helping people. Okay, helping people. I really enjoy helping people. You know, I've, I've done a lot of courtroom work also in the past, but uh, I don't feel like I help people as much as I do in estate planning and elder law. Um, when I help someone save their home, save their entire retirement accounts, uh, activate a health care benefit or a long term care benefit like Medicaid to pay for assisted living or nursing home care, or for Veterans Aid Attendance Pension Benefits, um, that makes me feel great, and it's a win-win for the entire family. So how many of you out there have careers where you help people? You feel great when you really help people at the end of the day. How many people out there have careers um, or, you know, are retired and had careers where you help people? Maybe you were a policeman, a fireman, maybe you were an attorney, maybe you were a school teacher or a financial planner or Regardless, I guarantee you help people and it made you feel good at the end of the day. Hey, this is my grandfather McIntyre right here. He was probably in his 80s or early 90s there. Um, This is me a while back. I I may look a bit older, maybe a couple more wrinkles by now. But um, Papa Mac, that's really my why. That, and I could could put a picture up here of my six children, my wife, um, really work hard Uh, to help our clients. I could put a picture up here of some of my clients, but everybody needs a wine. You know, it's it's not just the grind. You know, when I'm working late, I do have six children, so daddy's got to work. But when I'm working late, um, I'm thinking about my grandfather who spent 10 plus years in assisted living care and spent down really everything he had. Um, If he would have had someone like me at that time as an elder law attorney, Uh, things might've been different, but he, you know, lived to be, uh, in his late nineties and, uh, stayed in assisted living care over 10 years. So, so really keep my family and my loved ones in mind when I'm, uh, doing estate planning and law and pulling some late nights. So it always makes me feel great. Okay. It makes me feel great when people talk about us and recommend us and, uh, this is Samantha Yelton. Samantha was kind enough to give us a testimonial and talk about a little of the work that we did for her and her mother.
2: Hi, I'm Hayden Soloway, and I work at McIntyre law for Greg McIntyre. We have a guest today, Samantha Yelton, and she's going to talk to us a little bit about her experience here at McIntyre Elder Law, a little bit about herself, and hope that you'll learn something and enjoy meeting Samantha. Samantha, hello. Hello. Thank you for coming. Thank Thank you you for having me. very much. Um, We met you at the uh, World Series, and tell me how, you're not a veteran, and so you were Looking at the booths, we have one set up there.
0: Mm-hmm. I had um, previously thought about contacting an attorney to help me with some things for my mother protecting her assets. and I just happened to see the booth. and of course, Elder law caught my attention and so I went over and Greg was actually there. and I spoke with him and he introduced himself and you know told me what what he was able to do. And um, I gave him my phone number, and it just went from there. Well, tell me a little bit about your mom. Um, well, of course, she's elderly. Um, she's in her late 70s, and my father passed away about two years ago. And so she's, um, you know, by herself, and I was just trying to prepare for the future, for her future. So let's talk a little bit about you. Tell us a little bit about me. Well, I'm a mother. I have um, one son, and I'm also a home care nurse for Hospice Cleveland County, um, and I really enjoy my job, and that's something that I'm very passionate about is uh, helping others. Since you needed information about your mother, what did Greg suggest that you do for her? What kind of work did she need done to it? To well, I actually came to him to get more information about the Lady Bird deed, which is something that I had heard about, and you know, in the community, and of course, working for Hospice, you know, I'd heard that term thrown around a couple of times. So I wanted to get some more information about that and see if that was something that we could do to help protect her property, um, just in case she ever had to go into a nursing home, and also. She had a healthcare power of attorney and durable power of attorney, but I felt like those needed to be updated since my father's death.
2: So tell me your, uh, your, your experience with working with
0: Greg and, and getting the documents done. Okay. You came to our office? I came here and um, he, you know, I told him what I wanted and he was able to provide information and uh, tell me step by step what I needed to do. There were some things I needed to take care of on my end as far as, you know, getting titles transferred into my mother's name. And so um, once all that was completed, then Greg and his team took care of it and um, very knowledgeable, very professional. Thank you. Good experience. We've got a good crew here, very knowledgeable,
2: and uh, we do a lot of things uh, in the community. We go to homes mm-hmm. you do, and you did meet in various places. <laughs> yes. Well, I and so glad that you came and talked to us today. Thank you. My um, pleasure. I hope you enjoyed listening to Samantha's story. Everyone has a story. If you can't visit us, if for some reason you're homebound for some reason, or it's a long drive and you don't like to drive that far. be glad to come see you
0: thank
1: you so thank you so much samantha i'm going to tell you it makes me feel so good when somebody recommends me or somebody gives us a great positive review and we're very fortunate and blessed. We've gotten a lot of those. Samantha Yelton's review is absolutely um, to die for. I mean, I love it. Um, and it makes me feel happy. It makes me feel good that we helped people. It makes me feel good that we helped, you know, save a home um, and keep that in the family, uh, you know, for and, and keep her mom in control of the house for the rest of her life. Uh, that's what a Lady Bird deed can do. We're going to talk about a little bit of that today. Um, also, it makes me feel great with healthcare professionals, like someone from hospice, you know, would come and use us. That they think that much of us, and that that makes me feel great. So, so thank you so much, Samantha, for doing that. Talk a little bit about uh, estate planning today, um, a little bit about benefits planning, and a little bit about probate. We have three departments in our office: the estate planning. Really, I should change that. It should be really pre-planning. Okay, um, so if I were to change that. I would change that to pre-planning or, or the word, you know, pre there instead of its estate planning, you know, and keep planning. But uh, because it's a little different than traditional estate planning, estate planning, you know, I think uh, maybe wife and, you know, or spouse, two kids, uh, 30s, early 40s, um, you know, maybe trust for the children so that they're cared for and Guardianships, things like that, appointed. You know, who's going to be the guardian and caretaker if we both die? It's a little different in in elder law. So we're pre planning. We're looking at, you know, retirement assets, retirees, soon to be retired. How can we plan to protect everything we've worked for for our, our entire lives? So we keep the eye on the ball for the long term care piece and what might come. And benefits planning, you know, we do uh, certainly help people in Medicaid crisis planning situations to activate medicaid benefits to pay for nursing home or assisted living care uh, or we activate veterans benefits uh to help people pay for uh in-home assisted living nursing home care or just when they're having some trouble they may be eligible for this veterans aid and attendance pension benefit i mean how great is that you'll if you look back through some of our videos you'll see you know, recoveries of 34,000, 22,000, 8,000, and back benefits on Veterans Aid and Attendance, as well as ongoing benefits between say $1,200 and $1,800, depending on if you're a veteran, the spouse of a veteran, uh, spouse of a deceased veteran. Um, And, you know, uh, those two things, the Medicaid benefit and Aid and Attendance benefit can be amazing. A lot of times we'll see, you know, what I would call the crying wife come in saying, hey, Husband's been in care for a couple of years. We've lost a couple hundred thousand dollars a few hundred thousand for care How do we save some of it for retirement? What do I do? And uh, You know, I can help with that. I can help people save for retirement Uh, and we call that Medicaid Crisis planning. That's what we call it Medicaid crisis planning. Okay, so So we help with benefits planning also probate, you know probate is an area where you've already passed away or someone a loved one has passed away it would include um, probate estate administration or uh, trust administration administering trust Um, and it could include guardianships as, as well which is while people are alive so how many people over the age of 65 what percentage of people out of 100 are going to need some type of long-term care during their lives. What percentage of people over the age of 65 will need some type of long-term care? According to a U.S. Department of Health and Human Services report, um, 2005 report. What do you think? Put in the comments how many people you, you know, what do you think? It's actually 70%. 70% of seniors, 70% of people over the age of 65 are going to need some type of long-term care during their lives that's huge odds that i mean that's huge that's better than vegas odds and or worse than vegas odds and vegas wasn't built on on winners right so that means that it's going to you know how look at the cost the high cost of long-term care that means they're going to have to spend out 70 percent of people over the age of 65 on in-home assisted living or nursing home care so you have to ask yourself do i have long-term care insurance or are my pockets steep enough to pay for it. Does Medicare pay for long-term care? No, it does not. It will pay 20 days for for rehabilitation in full, and then part of the remaining 80 days, if you keep progressing, so to speak, and keep making progress, or else, at some point there, even in the 100 days, they're gonna say, you need to pay out of pocket, and it's very hard to appeal and stop those decisions. So, what I suggest for people to start with And so that's what we keep on our mind as well, is that 70% number. We know that. So when we're planning, we have that in mind. So foundations, let's start there. With foundations, we call those general durable power of attorney, which is on the street, they call it, you know, a financial power of attorney, healthcare power of attorney, living wills, and wills. So general durable power of attorney healthcare power of attorney living wills and wills those are the four foundational documents and we're going to review those in full next and people you know you shouldn't underestimate getting your foundations in place having these in place can absolutely mean the difference in being able to protect everything you have or losing it Mark my words, and I do this every day. I want you to meet Mr. Foundation. He is the, he's extending a hand. He is the most interesting man in elder law, okay? So we're going to, Mr. Foundation is, is going to help us illustrate some foundational planning today. So Mr. Foundation, look at that. He's twirling his mustache. He looks smug because he has in place a general durable power of attorney. He knows that gives him options in his estate plan. There's a reverse built into the plan. He can change directions and he can count on his loved ones, the person or persons he appoints that he trusts to take good care of him and his money and retirement and home and real estate well into retirement, even if he needs long term care. I would say it's probably the most founda- important foundational document there is. It appoints a trusted person called an agent or attorney, in fact, to handle your financial and legal affairs while you're alive. It survives incompetency and incapacity. If you don't have a general durable power of attorney, then you could be stuck in a crisis. What do we mean by that? Well, you could be stuck because if you become incompetent or incapacitated and you don't have it, then your accounts are frozen. No one can access them. You might say, well, I'm married, my husband or my wife can access them. That's not true. If you have an individual retirement account, it's just for that individual. You might say, but I'm the beneficiary on that account. That doesn't matter. A beneficiary cannot access the actual account or life insurance product or policy or annuity. You know, those things are individual assets or stocks or bonds. Individual assets, you must have a general durable power of attorney in place. It needs to be recorded, okay, at the Register of Deeds to Survive Incompetency or Incapacity. And it is extremely important that you only appoint someone you trust 1,000% because you're really handing them the keys to the kingdom to be able to have access to your financial assets, okay? Very important document in pla- to have in place. If not, you could be stuck and going at your family could be going after guardianship for you or for your loved one who has become incompetent or incapacitated and then the courts are over and have to approve the way any money is spent and it's hard to save assets at that point so must need to get that document in place health care power of attorney it is extremely important to have a healthcare power of attorney in place mr foundations over here he looks happy look at that beard that's a that's a healthy beard right there he's happy and you know, he's adjusting his glasses he can see he knows that he's going to have someone that's going to step in that he trusts to make important healthcare decisions for him. Life or death healthcare decisions, long term care decisions, medication decisions. Is it important to have a HIPAA compliant, uh, you know, document or make sure the healthcare power of attorney is HIPAA compliant? Yes, if you want to pull medical records. Try getting medical records without a HIPAA uh, compliance uh, form, and. It appoints a trusted person, you know, to handle those decisions only when you can't. We write in there that only when you can't. It survives incompetence and incapacity. It does not have to be recorded at the Register of Deeds. It automatically does that. So a healthcare power of attorney, extremely important. I might ask some stupid questions today, but do you think it's important to have someone to make, appointed to make your life or death healthcare decisions? Of course it is. A living will. Mr. Foundations looks really confident right now because he has a living will in place. Who should make my end of life decisions? Should it be someone else? Should it be my spouse? Should it be my kids? Well, you know, that kind of puts that guilt ridden decision on the spouse or on the kids. I don't know if I want my four beautiful little daughters to decide whether daddy lives or dies. Now, this is for a situation. Where daddy, where I might be incompetent, incapacitated, you know, I might be, um, you know, I can't act for myself, i um, terminal, incurable, let's say brain death has occurred and I'm being maintained by respirators. Is it okay to let me go at that point? It's my voice in the room saying it is. Releasing from liability the hospital, the doctors, um, my agent, my healthcare agent, for, for complying with my decisions. That's an extremely important document that should be in place. It does not need to be recorded at the Register of Deeds. You know, do you have the special religious requirements that need to be in there? A Catholic living will might want to make sure that there's no flirting with uh, you know, suicide or, you know, mortal sin that that, uh, that the last rites and the Eucharist, you know, are administered by a priest. So, you know, those are extremely, you know, sensitive documents that matter. Whether you, you know that can decide whether you live or die in a certain situation are very personal. Can can make the difference between you living on like a terry shiva for years and the courts being unwilling or unable to make a, a firm decision on what could happen to you. Um, this lets it stay in your hands and it's your voice in the room even when you can't speak. Hey, he's pretty happy here because he's putting in place. He's a okay because he's putting in place the last will and testament. When does a will have power? Does it have power while you're alive? No, a will only has power after you pass away. So an executor would be appointed. Your general durable power of attorney, your financial power of attorney would cease to have any power at that point. Clerks get irritated when you try to Are mad you know not happy the law is against you if you try to use the power of attorney after someone's passed away it ceases to have power and everything needs to go through the executor or a trustee of a trust if you have a trust to handle asset disposition uh, after you're gone does a will allow me to pass property the way i want yes it does yours should but you need to think about other things. Now, you need to think about liens, about liens that could attach to things as they go through the will. You need to think about it. Does a will protect my assets? No recording requirements, don't record your will because then it becomes a part of the public record at the register of deeds. So, let's say you don't have long-term care insurance, you need, or your spouse needs, nursing home or assisted living care. Medicaid comes in and pays for that care and attaches a lien after you pass away to your probate estate when you probate your will. You know, you go down to the courthouse, you open up the estate, you hand the the clerk your, well, your your loved one's will and say, hey, can you help me here? You know, first they're going to tell you we can't give legal advice, and they can't. They're not attorneys. Second, they're going to tell you, you know, or you're going to find out, even if you go to an attorney, that you, you know, you need to apply for, for probate letters and publish in the paper for four consecutive weeks and wait 90 days from the date of that first publication. Now, this is in most estates. What, what, what happens, there's other unique situations where that might not, might not be required. Uh, why do you publish in the paper? Why is there a 90-day waiting period? It's a lien period for liens to come in on your estate. And when liens come in on your estate and attach, it forces a sale or auction of the items going through the estate, which is how people lose homes every day of the week in every 100 counties in North Carolina. Millions, if not billions of dollars in property that changes hands, ripped out of the families, you know, legacy um, doesn't pass to the family like you wanted to in your will Um, doesn't help the children doesn't help the grandchildren go to college it's sold to pay the state for that medicaid which is paid for by tax dollars that you paid your entire life so and you paid three times as much for that home then you borrowed from the bank with interest over 30 years so you're losing a lot of asset there. You're losing a lot of value, a lot of money. Um, so a will could or could not be the right place to pass your home and other assets. So you need to think about that. Thank you, Mr. Foundations. Look at that smile. Look at that smile. The most interesting man in elder all. I appreciate that. I appreciate that, Mr. Foundations. Thank you for helping us. With foundational documents. So, just to recap general durable power of attorney, financial power of attorney allows someone to manage your financial situation if you are incompetent or incapacitated. Healthcare power of attorney lets someone manage your healthcare decisions only when you can't. Okay. Living will. Says when you are in a situation where the only medical procedures that can be done, all they're going to do is prolong your suffering. It's okay to let me go, and it's your voice in the room. A last will and testament helps you draft how you want to pass property. Now, our, our wills are going to have a memorandum with them that lets you write your important. Personal items too in there, you know, even if you have five pages full of memorabilia or pictures or China or You know smaller things so we make sure we pass things correctly to your loved ones But you should consider if a will is the only way That you pass things and does the will really protect the assets the way you want So how do we protect the house many people are interested in how do we protect the house? What do we do? Well, let's talk about it. We could use quick claim deeds. You know, at what age should a person give away their home? What age do you think? I say there's never a good age. In fact, if you if you looked at the tenets of my practice, there's two. One is to protect assets, two well and what and, 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 and also Keep the senior and the client or the client in control of those assets for the rest of their life. And two is to leave available health care options, okay, like long-term care options for that senior so that our planning doesn't step on that or hurt that. A quick claim deed is just simply giving whatever you have, fleas on the dog and all, to someone else. could be to your children. you are deeding the house to the children but there's danger in that i have seen children try to throw their parents out of a house you might say mine won't but i still believe kids are nicer to mom and daddy when they're still in control of the property it, if you did that it's still accountable asset transfer under the medicaid planning part so remember in north carolina there's some medicaid rules there three years for assisted living is the look back period five years for nursing home Medicaid. So they look back at all transfers, and if this was done within that time, they're gonna count that and deny that benefit. Or they're gonna make you transfer that quick claim deed back into your name, make your children do that. So it needs to be done outside of the Medicaid look-back period and pass this property outside of the will or estate. So that will we went over earlier, this quick claim deed, you know, it's gonna pass it before you die, So it's gonna pass it right now. But you're at the mercy of the owner. Also, there can be tax consequences here. So whatever you paid in the property, you paid on the property to buy the property, you're gonna pass that tax value on to your children. If they sell it, they're gonna pay capital gains on what you paid for it, versus what you sell it for, what they sell it for. So could have some taxable gain there, as opposed to having a step up in basis with a deed transfer, like a life estate deed or ladybird deed, or passing it through the will or or a trust, okay? So this is what I'm concerned about with quick claim deeds and giving your property away. How many, what percentage of people over the age of 65 suffer from elder abuse according to the Center on, National Center on Elder Abuse, okay? According to the National Center on Elder Abuse, 10% of people over the age of 65, and I think that's a really low number. I think that number should be way, way, way higher, probably double, triple, or more higher, okay? It should be much, much, much higher. So the reason I think that that should be higher is because I think that a lot of financial abuse goes unreported. Lots of financial abuse goes unreported, okay, for for elders. And I don't want that to happen to you or a loved one in your family. That's why I'm not a huge fan of quick claim deeds. I'll do it if you need to. But I'd rather see you protect the property because there's ways to do it and still qualify for the Medicaid benefit or leave that qualification on the table. So let's talk about how to do that. Life estate deeds can help that allows you to stay in control of the property for the rest of your life. Okay. So it allows the senior or or client to stay in control of the property, husband and wife or single person for the rest of their life. And then automatically outside of the will, not through the probate estate, pass it directly to a loved one directly to a loved one. It must be done outside of the Medicaid look back period. Okay this life estate deed transfer, and it can be done. You could have 100 properties, 10 properties, five properties, and put life estate deeds on all of them. And for Medicaid planning purposes, it's it's not countable as an asset. It's protected and safe unless you do it within that three-year look-back period for assisted living or five-year look-back period for nursing on Medicaid. So you have to be aware there that the look-back period still counts. It's a countable asset transfer. But it passes outside of the will or estate and directly to loved ones automatically when the last one of you and your spouse pass away. However, Lady Bird deeds, and who is this here? Who's this pretty lady? That's right, Lady Bird Johnson. So Lady Bird Johnson, the wife of Lyndon B. Johnson, his administration implemented the Medicare-Medicaid you know, current modern day that we experience and, and have. That system. It's a ladybird deed is also called an enhanced life estate deed. It's built off that framework. It is not a countable asset transfer for Medicaid planning. The Medicaid system in North Carolina has carved out an exception and a policy for ladybird deeds, which is amazing and excellent, and I love it. And you should too. You should take advantage of it. A ladybird deed beats the five year look back period. You could put one on today, and even if you needed to access long term care or assisted living, nursing home care, or assisted living Medicaid, within well, the look back period, three years or five years, it's okay. It's absolutely okay. It's not accountable asset transfer okay that is awesome I'm going to give that a big check mark not accountable asset transfer for Medicaid purposes beats the five-year look back period beats it not countable passes the property outside of the will and estate yes yes I'm so happy and it passes it directly to loved ones this 1d has been responsible for saving so much money and property for families. It is meant for your home, okay, your home and any surrounding property, okay, up to a value of $572,000 this year, okay, 572K. as long as it's worth 572 or less and it could also include contiguous attached properties okay as long as those properties are touching so it has to be the primary residence so your home doing such a bad job writing home there but you get it your home and any surrounding property up to a value of $572,000 immediately Protects immediately protects that I give this two thumbs up a big check mark I'm gonna put check marks all over the screen. It's just I'm so happy about this deed It has helped so many people and so many clients. I would urge you to seek Counsel and see an attorney about whether it could be for you that and foundational work is a strong and powerful package Okay a strong powerful package for many many families for many many families and can keep a lot of value and money and property do you think a home worth a couple hundred thousand dollars could help a family sorry ladybird we're check marking all over the place of course it could absolutely it could a couple hundred thousand dollars could absolutely send a lot of my kids to college um, it's just A beautiful thing great thing for North Carolina I'm I'm gonna give North Carolina a hand right now and our policymakers and legislature so let's talk about trust many of you might say hey trust are for me and they might be but let's talk about whether that's true or not let's talk about the types of trust first let's talk about I'm gonna change my pen color here Revocable trust, okay? Revocable trust. Many times you hear that as a revocable living trust, okay? Revocable living trust. What does revocable mean? What does the word revocable mean? Well, it means you can revoke it, it means you have the ability to stop it, it means you, as the creator, can destroy it, can put money in, can take money out. You are in control of it, period, just you. The word revocable specifically means capable of being revoked or canceled, capable of being revoked or canceled. So that's the main difference between a revocable and irrevocable trust, capable of being revoked or canceled. What about irrevocable? What does irrevocable mean? Irrevocable means not able to be changed, reversed, or recovered. Final. This is final. Okay? Once you put it in place, it is in place. It is final. Okay? It cannot be reversed. It is final. We draft a couple of uh, kinds of irrevocable trust. Uh, One's a Medicaid asset protection trust. Another might be a veteran's asset protection trust. This is the one we do the most of, this irrevocable Medicaid asset protection trust. And you could place your home in a Medicaid asset protection trust, an irrevocable trust, or money in in an irrevocable trust. So you could put your home in here, and you could also put money in here, either one, okay? You could do the same thing over here with a revocable trust. You could do your home in here and money in here. The difference is, let me tell you the difference. Does Medicaid count assets, this home and this money, in a revocable trust is yours? Does Medicaid count it as yours? The answer is yes in a revocable trust like this one right here in a revocable trust medicaid counts the money and property is yours or your spouse's it's no protection okay so if we're looking at medicaid planning or long-term care planning the revocable trust is not the option now if we if we have uh planning that we're doing and We're gonna put money and property in there and we wanna protect it against liability and make sure it's there for future generations and then distribute it over time, revocable trust, and there's long-term care insurance in place. This might be a great tool, okay? But for Medicaid planning purposes, no. We're gonna use this irrevocable trust. We're going to use um, the Medicaid Asset Protection Trust. It's what we're gonna use, okay? And we're going to start that five-year look-back period the second that we put any money or property in here. Okay, so we're going to start it ticking, tick tock, tick tock. We're going to put a money, you know, some money and uh, and home in there and a home in there, and it's going to start that five-year look-back clock ticking. If we sold the house, the money from the house sale could stay in the trust and not be affected by. It. Medicaid or the look-back period, we could rent the house and the money stay in the trust. It gives us a little more flexibility than the ladybird deed does because the ladybird deed stays on that property until you pass away. That's the way we could do it. If you you could sell the home, but then you would simply have money and that, that might put you run, to run afoul of the Medicaid rules, okay? So those are a couple of differences in trust, revocable and irrevocable trust, and how we use them in Medicaid planning. And if you have any questions about that, please feel free to ask. Call us. Go to mcelderlaw.com. I have a number of videos just on the trust issues. Or you can read about some articles we've written on that. Or give us a call, 704-749-9244. We'd be glad to schedule a consult and help you with those issues. Hey, special special thanks. I'd like to give a special thanks to all the veterans out there. Um, thank you for your service. I am a veteran of the U.S. Navy. I was in the U.S. Navy for four years, and I enjoyed my service. Some of it was tough, but I'm glad I did it, and it was a great vehicle to get me where I am, and it made a man out of me. There's no doubt about it. I married my wife, met and married my wife while I was in the military, uh, living in San Diego, and I'm very proud to be a certified attorney through the U.S. Department of Veterans Affairs, and I handle Veterans Aid and Attendance Pension Benefits on a regular basis for veterans. Now, Veterans Aid and Attendance Pension Benefits are a special kind of benefit that you as a veteran or a spouse of a deceased veteran might qualify for. It can give anywhere between, say, $1,280 and $2,800 per month to a veteran or spouse of a deceased veteran if you qualify. And you receive back pay to the date of qualification. So it can imagine how that money can help with your everyday needs, especially for in home, assisted living, or nursing home care. Nothing makes me happier than to have someone who is. Who has a shortfall? They make much less than the private pay of an assisted living facility. Their family's paying the remainder and has that burden. Or they can't qualify for Medicaid for assisted living because they're over the income limit, but way under how much it costs to pay for the monthly care. We qualify them for Veterans Aid and Attendance Pension benefits. And lo and behold, they make more money now than it cost, and they can, and they deserve that money. It's their pension that they didn't realize they were eligible for, based on the fact they were in the military simply during a wartime event and some other factors. So, you need to check with our office to see if you're eligible. If you're a veteran or spouse of a deceased veteran, go to mcelderlaw.com to learn more about Veterans Aid Attendance Pension Benefits or call us at 704-749-9244. Generally, in a five-minute or less phone call, we can do a, an assessment on Veterans Aid Attendance Pension Benefits and tell you whether we can proceed or not with that benefit. Hey, long-term care insurance. I told you when we started we might cover a little ground with long-term care insurance. What a great, great thing to have in place. That not everyone can necessarily afford, or think they can afford, and that not that very few people have. That if they did have it, they would be able to pay for in-home assisted living or nursing home care, private pay. If they put that in place, you need to put that in place before you're 70, 71 years old, or you age out of being able to put that in place. The less health care uh, problems, the less health problems you have, the better. But I'm going to tell you right now, it's a great option, and many more people should take advantage of it than do. And as you see on the right here, there's traditional policies, hybrid policies, asset-based products using qualified and non-qualified funds, and many other options. If you want information on how to qualify for long-term care insurance, call our office, 704-259-7040, or 704 749 9244, and we'll help you. We will absolutely help you um, and direct you in the right direction. We work with people all the time to get these types of benefits and this type of insurance. So call us, 704-749-9244. There's so many different types of products out there and options. The industry has been totally overhauled over the last several years or last 10 years. So you might not have it but could qualify for it. And it could save everything that you have. So give us a call. Hey, you know, I've worked very hard to create things like this the estate planning worksheet. Would love to be able to give you that. Come in our office to receive that or call us 704 749 9244. It's my visual way to explore and look at estate planning and elder law with financial benefits with your home. Passing it through trust, a life estate deed, or ladybird deed directly to loved ones, avoiding this situation right here, where you pass it by will, it goes through the probate estate, like we were talking about the liens attaching here, and instead of it getting to the loved ones, it is absolutely taken and sold to pay for that that long term that uh, long term care Medicaid or assisted living Medicaid lien. I talk about beneficiary assets on this or illustrate that graphically how to pass those how to pass other investment assets and retirement assets directly to loved ones easily even without using trust. So a little cheap advice there. These are extremely nice tools though. Uh, I've spent a lot of time conceptually thinking about this and putting it in place. I need to make a board game out of it. But we'd love to give you the estate planning worksheet. So call our office. You know, something else that I'd love to be able to provide you with is Saving the Farm. I spent over two years researching Saving the Farm. This is a book that is a book, audio book, and e-book that I would love to give you. I would love to give you this book. I spent literally over, I mean, tens of thousands tens of thousands of dollars developing this book. People think you make a lot of money writing books. Not true. Not true for me. Not been my experience because this is a labor of love. It it has been Amazon's number one elder law book in the past. And I would love to be able to have, to provide it to you. You can always go on Amazon and buy the book. It's about a $20 value, okay? I want to say it sells for $20, maybe $19.99. But uh, I also spent over six months in the editing process on this. This book is written for you on how to protect your hard-earned money and property. I I literally believe that it's a legal maze that you're navigating out there simply by being an American and, and, and aging right now that sometimes you need help with. And I wrote this for you so that you can get some practical help and educate yourself, okay? Even if you don't come see me, you should read the book. Call our office to get the book, okay? We have an amazing team. This is just some of our team. We have a lot more people on our team than that, and attorneys. Brenton does a great job in our office as well and has an LLM in tax. That's what this means over here. An LLM in tax. So he helps research and advise us on some of our tax issues and problems as well. I would love to be able to see you in a consult and advise you. I'd love to be able to give you this estate planning worksheet. Love to be able to, to provide you with that. I'd love to be able to provide you with an autographed copy of Saving the Farm. I would love to do that. Please give us a call, okay? Give us a call. And I'd love to be able to do that. I'd love to have you meet our team and our attorneys. Call us. Call us at 704 749 9244 with any questions, okay? Any questions you have, you call me, okay? And we are going to address those. Thank you so much for your time and your attention, okay? Again, I'm Greg McIntyre with McIntyre Elder Law, helping seniors protect their assets, and legacies, okay? And I really, really enjoy what I do. Thank you so much for listening to the Estate Planning and Asset Protection webinar slash seminar that we've given today. And call me with any questions, okay? Or visit us online at mcelderlaw.com. So much for watching uh, the estate planning and elder law seminar. I really enjoyed it. I get pumped giving these. Um, I love what I do. If you can't tell, I love to write about it, blog about it, do seminars on it. And I hope you enjoyed our webinar-style e-course on estate planning and elder law and all those issues. So, if you have any questions, go to mcelderlaw.com. That's M is in Mike, C is in Charlie, elderlaw.com, or call us at seven zero four. 749-9244, 749 As for Greg, have a great day.
0: Life is busy, we all know. We put off planning till things get slow. Tomorrow's never promised today. Don't get too busy and let it all slip away. Please don't wait till it's too late. Call McIntyre Elder Laws. No. Mm-hmm.